Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Rodney Gage. Rodney is a pastor, speaker, author, and leader with a passion for helping families. Today, he'll be discussing his newest book release, The Double Win, and why it's so important as leaders to learn to win both at work and at home. So buckle up your leadership seatbelts and let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody, we are back on the Avail podcast. Yes, we're back with another amazing leader, a pastor, somebody who's going to give us some resources and some insight in how we can win in life in all the areas and all the important areas. We are with none other than Rodney Gage. Pastor Rodney, it's good to have you here on the Avail podcast. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Virgil, man, you are one of my favorites. It is an honor to be with you. So excited to uh, just be a part of this amazing podcast with you and the entire Avail team. So thrilled and honored. Yes, sir. I, I've in, I've uh, really enjoyed getting to know you and your wife on uh, on a, on different re- pastors retreats that we've been on and different conferences that we've connected at. Uh, this is going to be a joy, and and I'm excited about kind of delving into your new book, an amazing book which is called The Double Win. We're going to get to that in a moment, but before that, I know there's some avail listeners and viewers who are maybe asking themselves, who's Rodney Gage? So can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, maybe give us the, the quick summary of who you are, where you came from, what you're doing, and then we'll jump into the conversation. That's right. It's a million-dollar question, like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for asking. I've been in ministry for over 30 years and uh, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like serving like Moses, you know, he found himself on the backside of a desert for many, many years. But, uh, but you know, that, uh, that's interesting because I come from uh, a family of ministers. My dad was a preacher. I'm the youngest of four boys. Uh, my wife, Michelle, on the other hand, she's the oldest of four girls. Her dad is also, or her dad, who's, who's now with the Lord, but he was also a pastor for many, many years. And so uh, super long story short, uh, we were set up on a blind date by our parents <laughs> and wow. of all things. And so uh, when I met Michelle for the first time, uh, man, it was love at first sight. I was blind, but now I see. And um, so God opened up my eyes and I said yes to her. And so, yeah, it was uh, that was the beginning of our marriage. And of course, our ministry calling together we started a church uh, over 20 years ago in Orlando, Florida. Uh, prior to us planning a church, uh, we traveled extensively across the country and other places around the world for uh, about 15 years before you know God really put that call on our hearts to plant a church. And so we left the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, we have three kids. At the time when we left the Metroplex there in Dallas, we had a, uh, we had a four-year-old little girl a two-year-old little girl and a little boy that was eight months in the oven. So Michelle, <laughs> bless her heart, Michelle was eight months pregnant when we we um, packed up the, the moving truck and moved from Dallas to Orlando to embark upon a dream and a journey of starting a church. And we've been going at it ever since. So, uh, so yeah, so that's really kind of the nutshell of about 30 years, you know, of doing ministry and, and, uh, you know, doing local church, but through it all, you know, Virgil, one of the things that's been cool is just see, you know, lives touched, impacted, uh, you know, just getting to see it kind of on both sides, you know, of the fence, you know, as a, as an itinerant speaker and author, but at the same time, you know, being in the trenches with the local church and getting, getting your, uh, you know, your hands dirty and, and doing the real, doing the real stuff of ministry, you know, just working, with people and walking with people through, you know, the highs and lows of life. And uh, so, yeah, we've just been blessed, been very fortunate to be able to help, uh, you know, make a difference as many people's lives as we possibly can. That's great. I'll just mention for those who are maybe leaning in and wondering what church it is, it's Rethink Church in Orlando. Uh, Awesome church. If you're ever in the Orlando area, if you're ever visiting, uh, you know, the big parks and you want to have church, Check out Rethink Church. Um, I'm excited, uh, Pastor Rodney, to talk about your new book, 
which is entitled The Double Win. And I know it's all, it's all about these kind of eight key questions, but why don't you just unpack it for us? Share with us, what's the heart behind this book? What does the double win mean? And kind of unpack the heart behind it as we get into some Q&A about it, as we talk about some of those important questions so that we can have the double win. Absolutely. Well, thanks for asking the question. Yeah, you know, behind every book, you know, it's really an idea or it's a burden that you have, you know, or maybe it's a, it's just a solution to a problem that a lot of people are facing. And I think, honestly, this kind of encompasses all of those um, because, you know, as a pastor, but also as a parent, you know, uh, walking through where many people walk on that day to day, you know, balance of the tension, you know, between work, mm-hmm. between home, the work life demands and all that that entails. And so it doesn't matter whether you're a marketplace leader, you know, if you're a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a pastor, it doesn't matter what vocation you, you know, you may have, you know, when you're married and you have kids, um, there's real day to day challenges. There's a lot of things you have to work through, navigate uh, big decisions that have to be made, all of the stresses and struggles that go with it. But at the same time, um, one of the things that I've learned just from pastoring a lot of people and working with a lot of people and just listening, I think, more than anything to the stresses and the struggles a lot of people face, many people have just found, especially as they get into the, the that season of their life where their career and their family life really begins to collide. Mm. And that's where we find a lot of people really struggling with that tension so much so that the stress becomes unbearable because they have so much demand at work, the long hours, the expectations. And then many are obviously maybe in a season where they're trying to grow, you know, in their career, grow and advance and prosper in that way. But mm. at the same time, at home, they have, you know, their spouse, they have their children. <laughs> they're trying to manage all the moving parts. You know, they're like two ships passing in the night <laughs> sometimes just trying to figure out how to make the the rhythms of their world work. And over time, what happens a lot of times the stress can really cause a major setback in the marriage. It can not only create a lot of stress because of the financial challenges or maybe just the hardships of just trying to carry the weight of it all. What we find a lot of times is the marriage begins to suffer or maybe something begins to uh, work its way into the family related to some of the kids with you know wrong influences, things that they're being exposed mm-hmm. to, distractions, uh, the list goes on and on. So really, it came down to some research that I started doing related to the toll that is being felt on so many people's lives. And stress in and of itself is a major, major stress uh, toll on somebody's physical well-being, obviously their health, you know, spiritual life, their relationships, just all the, com- you know, the things that combine into those uh, various stresses. But what's interesting is that approximately 120,000 deaths occur every single year that would be associated with stress-related deaths. That's pretty wow. staggering to me. You got $190 billion every year in health cost, uh, you know, healthcare cost. So when you look at what, um, you know, the employers have to carry when it comes to the financial repercussions that, um, you know, they have to absorb because of the distractions that one of their employees may be having, you know, from work. So it's really kind of the premise, Virgil, if you're not winning at home, chances are Mm. you're not winning at work. And if you're not winning at work, chances are you're not winning at home. But the question is, can there be a win-win? Could you potentially re-orchestrate and reprioritize and restructure your life where you can win at work and can win at home so you can have that double win effect? And so what I did in the book is we just broke it down into some very penetrating, thought-provoking questions to help that process begin with the conversations that maybe a spouse needs to have, uh, maybe with a coworker, maybe with an employee, maybe or excuse me, with an employer, maybe with their own spouse, but to begin making the necessary adjustments 
in their lives so that they can begin to experience the double win. Hmm. I think it's so natural to think that you got to sacrifice one. You got to go for one and sacrifice the other. I think a lot of people, and even if we look back at at history, if we look if we look at at people and and, and leaders, um, it, it it seems like sometimes people win at home and family, but then they sacrifice and they don't really get the dreams that they were aspiring for. Or or people think, you know what, I'm going to go for that, and then then if I go for that, well, I'm going to have to sacrifice my family or, 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 you know, the expectations at home. Sure. And, and what I love about what I love, love about your new book is you're proposing, what if we can win at both, right? What if we can win at work and at life? Right. What if we can win, you know, out, you know, with, with our responsibilities as far as career or, or ministry or whatever leadership, but then also win at home and both not, not either or, but both. And Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the goal. You know, you don't have to sacrifice one or one or even really choose one over the other. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. winning at home, and this is just a firm uh, conviction that I have, and there's a lot of data that support this. In fact, uh, I love what, you know, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, once said, and I would be safe to mm-hmm. say he was pretty successful. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all love Chick-fil-A, right? So, uh, you know, yes. multi-billion-dollar operation so I would say they've uh, they've achieved some success, but yet he basically uh, helped champion this in many ways. Where and he closed down. Obviously, you know there's wow. stores on Sunday to put the priority for his employees to be with their families, you know, and make Sundays a priority. So the point of the matter is, his whole premise was is that you cannot have a successful organization or company business if your employees are not doing well at home. So, you know, it's important that we realize that being strong spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, physically in our lives and really establishing that foundation in our relationships at home is going to help us thrive. We're we're, going to be far more effective when it comes to how we perform at work when we Mm. have a really rock-solid when we're emotionally and spiritually and relationally healthy at home. So you can achieve both, but I think it comes down to working through some things in a person's life. And especially if they're married or even in in a blended family situation where they come together, get on the same page. But what I've learned is that they need a plan. They need a framework or kind of a, a guideline or a roadmap that will help them kind of think through some of the things that need to be thought through so that they can develop that win-win strategy. And so that's what the book basically does. It provides a framework of questions for a couple to work through. That's great. So I want to, here's what I want to do, Pastor Ronnie. Obviously it's impossible to go into all of them, but maybe you can just highlight what are the, what are those eight questions everyone must ask to win at work and at home? And then maybe let's delve into a few of the ones that you kind of have on your heart that we could just kind of unpack a little bit for all the leaders that are tuning in. Absolutely. Well, there's eight questions total that we've put together. And really the first, intro, the introduction of the book is really, it's called a, a no-win situation. And I'm kind of just sharing out of my own personal testimony in the introduction mm-hmm. of the book about my circumstances Uh, where my wife had to call me out, you know, because of, you know, me burning the candle at both ends and sacrificing my family because I was trying to launch a church. And so I kind of get transparent in the the, uh, introduction of the book. But from that, it leads to really the first question that was what we call the motives question. And the double win principle, every question has a principle. That mm. is built around. So behind, for example, the, the motives question is the principle, know your why. So we're all, we're all driven by something. We're all motivated by something. But what, what are those motivations? What is truly driving you? And are the things that are driving you, are they healthy or are they unhealthy? You know, are they pure, impure? It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's a real underlying motivation that drives all of us. And so what, what we have to really think beyond is what is our why? Why are we driven the way we are to do what we do at home, at work? 
And mm. our, the way that the ways that we're going about accomplishing that is it in a healthy, productive way. But when we think about our true why and the greater purpose, then that allows us to begin to be motivated by a more pure, intentional way that it helps us to achieve a greater purpose in our life. Uh, the next is what I call the beliefs question. And the double one principle there is really um, helping you understand what it is that that that's bringing joy and happiness to your life. And the principle is, is happiness is a choice. So the problem is, is a lot of people believe that their work and the success of their work or maybe their relationship with their spouse or an individual is going to make them happy. But at the end of the day, Christ is the only one who makes us happy. Our relationship right. with God is the only one who he is the only one who can bring lasting joy and happiness to our lives. The others help support and supplement that, but he is the ultimate source of that. Uh, the third question is the dream question. And the dream question is, is that where are we going with our life? You know, what, what is that preferred future that we want for our career, for our marriage, for our kids? And we get so focused on the destination and the principle, the double win principle is, is that life's a journey, not a destination. So we, we can't get so focused on the destination about the big dream we're trying to accomplish that we're so driven to achieve that we forget the journey. You know, we, we forget the little wins along the way that we can celebrate and that we can enjoy in the process. Another question is the values question. And the values question, the double win principle really behind that is, uh, is this. It's, it's significance is more important than success. So we all know, I think one of our mutual friends, Sam Chan, once said, <laughs> you can build a ladder, you know, and climb your, climb your way all the way up to the top of the ladder, thinking that you have arrived only to realize that your ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. You know, yeah. and that's what happens with a lot of people is they confuse success with significance. So it really comes down to what do you want to be known for? And your values has really helped shape and identify who you ultimately become. And that's true success. Uh, expectations question. And the expectations question is, is, you know, is um, uh, who is doing what? You know, when it comes to the shared responsibilities at home. So, you know, in the world in which we're living today, you have so many uh, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. You got people in the corporate, you know, workplace, marketplace business owners. Sometimes you got, you know, stay at home mom, you've got a stay at home dad, you've got, you know, both working parents in the marketplace, a lot of moving parts. So who does what, how mm. you set expectations in your home so that you're winning and you're working together collectively as a team. It's the old saying teamwork, so dreamwork, you know? And then uh, from there we go to the success question. And that is how do you define the win? So how do you know if you're winning in your marriage with your kid? Mm. How do you know if you're winning in your career? You know, it's more than just a bank account. How do you know, how do you define that win? And a lot of people struggle with that. And the principle behind that is, is that those who know me best love me the most. And so, mm. you know, that's, we're just trying to help people understand the true motivations again, behind the win. And then we end the book with the legacy question. And the legacy mm. question is, is how will I influence future generations? And the double win principle there is, is, is what you leave in your kids is more important than what you leave for your kids. So good. So all of those things, Virgil, those eight questions are thought provoking questions that everybody needs to ask at some point so that they can begin to filter their daily decisions, their calendars, yeah. their values, their priorities through that grid so that they can achieve the double win both at work and at home. Yeah, I think this book is huge. And I think this this concept is so important because I don't know that there's anybody who in their heart wants to win at only one. And yet, however, it seems like many times 
it, it, that's the case, right? You know, a person is doing amazing in their career and the profession, you know, in their, even in ministry and their home is falling apart, you know, or, or a person, you know, really pours into their family and then they feel like, oh, I haven't been able to really reach my potential or, or I feel like that's made me drag in my profession. Nobody wants to win at only one, but yet it seems like so many people don't win at both. So I love this. Can, can you, can you, Maybe unpack a few of these questions. I know we can't, you, you did a great job of kind of describing them, but maybe the motives question, you know, you, 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 start, you talked about how that was something you really had to kind of evaluate in the beginning of, of the journey that God had for you with planning a church and all that. Let's talk a little bit about, about the motives question. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that really helps with that whole issue is just, is how do you build margin into your life? Margin mm. is one of those things that's easy to preach and hard to live. You know, <laughs> we can get up all day. We, we can get up and, you know, and tell people, man, you just got to do this. You just got to do this. But it's so hard to live. It truly is. Yeah. I mean, I'm preaching to the to myself here. And that's why I shared, you know, the story that I shared in the introduction of the book, because, you know, we were launching a church, you know, young family, Michelle, you know, a, a mom juggling you know, a newborn, we got, you know, two little girls and they needed their daddy. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to shake and bake and cast vision and mobilize and recruit, you know, the volunteers and build teams and meet with this group and meet with those people. And, you know, and then Sundays come and I got to prepare. And, and so it, I was just in this, I was in this grind, you know, and I knew that there would probably be a day when the dust would settle and things would get supposedly, you know, to a place where, you know, things would normal out, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And so one day, you know, my wife, Michelle, she was getting ready to take the kids out to a park. It was on a Saturday, you know, and she peeped in my study and she said, are you going to be able to come with us? And she already knew the answer. I said, no, I'm not going to be able to go. And she kind of just, Gave me that look, you know, <laughs> that a spouse can give, you know. And she said, well, well, here's what you need to know. She said, you can be the pastor of this church or you can be the father to your children. But she said, you cannot do both unless wow. something changes. And that kind of rocked my world as it related wow. to uh, how I was going to preach my sermon on Sunday. <laughs> Because it was that reality that I can't just keep putting that off and putting that off, thinking that, you know, things are going to get better or things are going to slow down or things are going to get easier. Because in reality, right. they don't. You just go from one season, you go from one stage of expectations, you know, new pressures. You know, as the old saying, new levels, you have to deal with new devils, you know. <laughs> so every Every tier in life, every stage in life has got a whole new set of expectations and challenges. So you have to get control of that. And margin is the key to building that into your life and into your calendar, into your relationships. So you don't confuse activity with accomplishment and you don't live with regret because nobody starts out, as you stated earlier, Virgil, nobody starts out on their on mm. wedding day saying, you know what? Hey, seven years from now, you know, let's ride this thing. And then seven years from now, we'll just kind of go our separate ways, hmm. you know, or no, nobody says, Hey, ten, 10 years from now, 10 years from now, after our, our, you know, our kids are born, you know, chances are the, the wheels will come off and they'll make a bunch of bad decisions. Nobody mm -hmm. has those intentions, but when they happen, it rocks our world. And then what happens is that we're left with guilt and all the should haves and could haves and the remorse and the regret. So we don't have to live with that. You know, we don't have to, we don't have, we don't, that doesn't need to be our story. And to finish this thought, Virgil, if it is somebody's story, the good news is, is that yesterday ended last night. Hmm. So that means tomorrow's pages are blank. And that simply means that today we can start making some new, some new decisions, make some adjustments, make some, you know, restructure some things 
And we can't become who we need to be by remaining who we are. So we have to make some changes in order to become, you know, ultimately who we desire to become, you know, as a spouse, as a leader, as a parent. And um, so that that motive question is a big, big question. It really is. You don't want to miss this month at Avail or any month for that matter. Why? Because each month, the Avail Online Leadership Series happens. A live call with leaders from around the world who have a passion for God and key leadership insights to impart to you. Interact with authors, pastors, and influencers from every industry. And the best part? It's free. To get registered right now, head over to theartofleadership.com. What are you waiting for? Yeah, I think I think it's an important question. And I think if we don't ask ourselves that question as leaders, as pastors, as, you know, even marketplace leaders, we're going to find something we'll be suffering and hopefully it won't be too late. Right. Um, important question. Uh, something that caught my attention when you were kind of highlighting them was also the values question. Right. What do you want to be known for? Yeah. You, you talk to us a little bit about about why that's so important. Yeah. Well, our values is what ultimately defines who we become. And the priorities that we all say are important to us um, really are driven from our values. So when you think about our values, the values is everything. You, you think about what Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, he wrapped up his sermon, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He wraps up his sermon by giving an illustration about two, two guys. You know, one guy built his house on sand. The other guy built his house on the rock. Both experienced the same circumstances, wind, Mm -hmm. floods, but one was swept away and one still stood strong. Mm -hmm. The only difference between the two were the foundations. So one was built on values and one was built on the temporal things of the world. You know, the values of God's word, the unchanging, the unchanging truths of God's word was the thing that gave the stability and the consistency and the resiliency to stand strong against all the things that were going to come against it. But the one who built it on the sand, you know, was the one who reaped the ultimate consequences. So what do we want to be known for? You know, do we want to be known for the temporary things that everybody else mm-hmm. thinks is important? Or do we do we want to be known for people who are known for our character, our values, you know, how we live our lives, how we treat people? Do we make good on our on our promises? Do we actually follow through and do the things that we promise people we will do when people associate our name? Hmm. You know, what, what do they associate it with? You know, is there a positive reputation? Is there something that people walk away and say, man, that person or that couple or that family, wow, they are such an incredible inspiration. You know, what, mm-hmm. what do we want to be known for? Well, we don't just show up and arrive at that point. We have to work towards building that in our lives. And so it's built on those values. And we, I like to call them non-negotiables. So you have to mm-hmm. figure out in your life, in your marriage, in your family relationships, and even at work, what are the non-negotiables that are going to set me, set us apart that will allow me to be known for certain values? And, you know, no matter what temptations, no matter how big of opportunities may be presented, if they violate those non-negotiables, we don't, we don't, we don't say yes. We don't go there. So, you know, in the priority section of the book, I say it this way, a good thing can become a bad thing if it keeps you from the bad thing. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it's just navigating through all of those dynamics in life that allows us to really build our lives on and build our marriage and build our careers on values that are going to last forever. And I think we're just living in a value void, value deficit culture in society today. And it's lacking greatly. Like COVID exposed that in so many ways, you know, and so it's lacking in the workplace. It's lacking in our schools, our culture. It's lacking, sadly and unfortunately, many of our homes. 
So we have to build that back into our everyday lives and into our families. That's good. You know, I think there's a obviously a, a, a very high correlation and connection between values and then the next one, which is the priorities question. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is a word that comes up a lot, even when I have conversations with my wife, you know, um, you know, priorities, priorities, which specifically in your book, what's what's important to you, you know, and what and what should be mo- most important. Um, can you talk a little bit about the priorities question? Yeah. Priorities is is a um, <laughs> it's kind of interesting conversation when you have those priorities conversations, whether it's with your spouse or your kids or you know, with people at work, because everybody's every everybody has what they perceive to be in things that are important. But it's like uh-huh. you were saying, if everything's important, then chances are nothing's important. You know, so if we're always saying yes to everything and or people or whatever, then we're not really living out our priorities. That's why the values question is so important. But with all that said, you know, when you think about the word priorities or priorities, there's the word prior is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's knowing what our prior priorities are prior to saying yes to a lot of things or a lot of people. Because what happens is, is if we don't know what our answer is going to be prior to, you know, opportunities that present themselves, then what happens is, is we get caught up in what I call the itties of life. So it's the priorities, mm-hmm. but the itties is what sabotages, you know, the priorities that we that we know and we want to be most important. So there's usually a gap between what we say is important to us and what our commitments mm-hmm. and our calendars usually reveal. And what we have to do is we have to close that gap between the what we say is important and what our calendars, what our pocketbook, you know, what our, you know, what our schedules actually reveal. So those things are important conversations that couples need to have, families need to have. And, uh, and that's where a lot of, I think, young families get kind of caught up in the trap of wanting to expose their kids to a lot of different things. And there may not be mm-hmm. anything wrong with all those things, you know, dance, soccer, piano, football, the list goes on and on and on. But you mm-hmm. really do so much. There's only so many hours in the day. And that's where I think a lot of times many couples, many families, even people at work, again, confuse the activities with accomplishment because they're so busy that they don't have time really for each other. And you probably have heard it said, you know, bit the, the, the word busy there's an acronym for that, and it's and it's and it stands for being under Satan's yoke. So, <laughs> if we're not careful, you know, all those things can choke out, you know, the things that are most important in our lives. So it's always easier to get into something than it is to get out of something. You know, I think I think my wife is going to love this podcast because it sounds like. This is her heart when she's dealing with me and I'm trying to pack more things in and do more things. But, you know, I think there's I think there's also something to say about the importance, especially in in marriage. Right. How we need to be listening to each other and understand each other's needs, the family's needs, you know, that, that, that we have. I think it's easy sometimes, especially if we're driven, like driven leaders, if we you know, if we have goals and aspirations, um, we we can we can catch ourselves kind of flying and going, but but losing track of some things. And I imagine uh, I imagine you would probably testify to that, right? The importance of that kind of that marriage relationship and communication as we're considering all these questions. Yeah, no doubt. And I think the problem is is that um, you know that and that's one of the, that's one of the uh, consequences of stress. Hmm. So when we're when we're saying yes to a lot of things, we're busy. We got a lot of responsibilities, got a lot of plates that are spinning. We're carrying a, a heavy weight of responsibilities. You know, all the expectations are placed upon us. Because of that, we can only handle that pace for so long before it begins to take mm-hmm. a toll. So that's where we may not be taking as taking our, ourselves seriously in terms of self-care with our health, mm-hmm. you know, and exercise and just mentally and emotionally. 
And so what happens is, is we're running a lot of times just on kind of like thin ice and we're irritable. We may not be getting the sleep we should be getting, the exercise we should be getting. And so we're, we're, we're short with people, you know, we're irritable with our kids. You know, we're not fun to be with or be around, you know, we're in work mode all the time. And listen, I know I listen, I'm preaching to myself, you know, it's easy <laughs> for those of us, the choleric personality who's go, 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 do, 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 let's build this, let's conquer that. But it's like what Jesus said, what shall a profit a man if he should gain the whole world? Lose his own soul, lose his own marriage, lose his own family. You know, so that goes back to how do you define the win? You know, what's that's the success question in the book. So what do we what do we want to be known for? You know, that's the values question of the book. So all mm-hmm. these things play into the real day-to-day reality of where we all live. We're in the trenches dealing with this stuff, you know. And um, I just see too many casualties, Virgil. And uh, and my my burden and what my prayer is, is that, as you stated at the very beginning, we don't have to choose one or the other. Yeah, it's good. We can we can find a way to achieve the double win. And we may have to stop doing some things and we may we may need to start doing some things based on those things that are most important to us and to our marriage and to our kids. So those are some hard questions, and that's why these are questions that we put in the book. If anything, just to begin having conversations, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of couples, they don't even know where to start, you know. And if anything, this just helps open that door to have some heartfelt conversations and start thinking about ways that they can begin making change, restructuring some things. Yeah. Going through some of the exercises that we've placed in the book too, to where they can start identifying their core values, identifying what the win is going to look like, you know, answering the question of what do they want to be known for? Kind of legacy do they want to leave, you know, for their kids and what do they want to leave in their kids? So a lot, a lot of good conversations can be had just from working through these eight questions. Yeah, I love it. You know, in, in a moment, we're going to let people know the website they can go, for obviously how to get the book and but even more resources that are kind of connected to the book. But before that, maybe maybe let's just uh, kind of close off this conversation with with kind of the whole aspect of looking to the future. There's those two questions, the success question. Right. And the legacy question. Maybe maybe if we can just touch on those two as we as we as we get to the final stretch and then let people know about where they can find these resources yeah. and what's available for them. Success and legacy. Yeah. I think success, and again, the, the double one principle for the success question is is um, you know, when it comes to understanding the whole journey of, of life. Um, it's, it's not just all about the destination. It's, it's, it's not about the when and then the then, you know, a lot of people have the, you know, the when and then disease of, you know, when this happens, then I'll be happy. Or when I get to that place, then, you know, you know, we'll start having more of that. And I think the problem is, is that we, we have a tendency to think that if we can just arrive at a certain place, that in our mind equates to success, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a certain salary figure income that we're making. If it's, you know, getting the beach condo or ski lodge or you know whatever material thing that we think, you know, is going to be the, the measure of success, you know, whatever that is at the end of the day, the question is, am I fulfilled? Is, is my life truly bringing significance and fulfillment? Am I, am I really feeling gratified and satisfied by how I've spent my life? Mm. Because at the end of the day, again, how do we define the win? And, and it's not that any of those things are bad, not sure. I hope nobody misunderstands what I'm saying, because I'm not saying that all those things are associated with bad or, 
you know, it's wrong or evil to have those things. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. who have all those things and are living lives of great significance because they put it in perspective. They know that God has blessed them with those high levels of success and accomplishment so that they can they can live out a life of significance by being a even greater blessing to other people, advancing the cause of Christ, sowing into other ministries. And so I think it comes down to that. A person has got to understand what success means and how they define that. And then back to the legacy, and we'll close with this. And that is, at the end of the day, you know, those people in my life, my spouse, my children, uh, you know, one day, grandchildren, what do we want those people? I hate to go morbid here, but... <laughs> you know, if they were attending our funeral service, you know, what would they be saying about us? What, what, how did we shape their life? What kind of imprint did we have on who they have become? You know, what kind of legacy, not just in what we left in terms of, you know, bank accounts and inherit, you know, inheritances and all of that, but what did we leave in them that they in turn are going to live out in their own families that they're going to instill in their own children so that generationally we're making an impact that's going to last forever. And so that's the goal. And I think that's God's vision. You know, when it comes to we're placed here on this earth for a greater purpose than just the here and the now, you know, for the, 70, 80 years, however long God allows us to live here on planet Earth. Everything we do here is just a dress rehearsal for what we're going to do forever. So let's make the most of what we have and let's make the most with the time that God has given us to make an impact on as many people as we possibly can for God's glory and for generations to come so that they can continue to pass on those same values, character traits to their children and grandchildren. That's the third and fourth generational impact that the Bible teaches us. What a great thing to be thinking about that so many people I don't think have thought about, which is the importance of true success and true legacy. Man, this is awesome. Uh, Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do, Pastor Rodney. First of all, um, how can people connect with you? Uh, you know, this is a day of social media. Some some leaders do it. Some leaders don't. Can they find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all of those different platforms. Just my name, Rodney Gage. So they can just go to Rodney Gage, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Cool. And then uh, we've put together a website. We have a ministry called The Winning Family. So the the domain there is just thewinningfamily.com. So they go to thewinningfamily.com and there there are resources. You know, we've put together some tools. Uh, there are events that we are doing. Uh, we're rolling out some uh, double win events, both for marketplace leaders as well as in the church to come alongside and help. Because I really do believe those two worlds come together in, a, in a, an incredible way. And so I think, um, you know, those people sitting in our in our seats, especially those who are in the church, they have the greatest opportunity of all to go into the marketplace and to live out these truths and these principles into the marketplace. So we can come alongside and help those in the marketplace with, with businesses, companies, corporations. We can come alongside and speak into this as well as, as, as into the local church. And then just the helping couples, helping parents. So all these tools and resources are on thewinningfamily.com. Very good. Everybody, you heard it, thewinningfamily.com. Something cool about the book, The Double Win, is I believe on that page, people are also going to be able to access 
um, you know, uh, whether whether it's part of the program that you're offering, there's there's masterclass videos that you've done in connection with uh, the double win. I know there's a companion study guide that goes along with the book. Share share with us a little bit about that. Yeah. So whether you want to go through the book as an individual or maybe do a book club, you know, grab some coworkers, do a lunch and learn with some friends at work. Maybe it's a small group at church. So we've put together some of those tools to serve as a great uh, small group exercise or just, you know, like I said, maybe a lunch and learn at work. You know, grab some friends, you work through the book together, watch the videos. And again, these are great tools to help just spark conversation, to dive a little deeper. We've got something called uh, the Double Win Club. And what that is, it's a monthly subscription where people can be a part of that. And uh, with that, it's kind of more of an exclusive circle, if you will, of uh, people who just want to have ongoing support and resources. And so I do a live monthly coaching or mentoring call. My wife, Michelle, and I uh, do that. Uh, we, we have something goes into your inbox uh, every Monday called the winning word, just a word for the week to kind of shift the atmosphere of your work and your home, home atmosphere. Uh, just a lot of different things like that that we build into uh, what we call the Double Win Club. And so, uh, so yeah, so those are some tools and resources we've put together so that we can just help people win at work, win at home, and ultimately win at life. Love it. You guys heard it. The dub, the winningfamily.com, the Double Win Club is an option. If you want to just delve in deep with Pastor Rodney and his resources and his ministry, this is awesome. Um, I want to I want to just add, um, Pastor Rodney, like for people, just having resources for leadership is so helpful and for family and for, and for life. Uh, speaking of resources, we have the Avail Journal. I know you're familiar with the Avail Journal. I know yeah. you're, uh, uh, you're connected to the Avail and Inspire families as well. Um, you know, what do you think, how, how important is it for leaders to consume quality leadership resources? Well, I think we've all heard it said, I think John Maxwell may have said it. He may have been the originator. I don't know who originated this statement, but leaders are readers. And, you know, and so that's true. You know, we're only as good as what we, you know, sow into ourselves. So mm -hmm. we, can't, we can't give what we don't have. So, man, I strongly recommend the, the articles, man, just the nuggets, the, 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 the interviews, you know, those magazines have are priceless. And yep. for pastors, there's unbelievable, you know, great sermon, you know, material in there too. So, man, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just an incredible tool and resource to bring, I think, if anything, just uh, inspiration, ideas, you know, there's a lot of thought provoking, um, you know, lessons when it comes to just developing and growing in our, in, yeah. in all aspects of leadership and in our influence. And so I love it. It's an incredible resource. Yes. So everybody listening or watching or both, make sure if you haven't done so yet, you can claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. Availjournal.com. We want to put it in your hands. Free annual subscription. You're going to have amazing resources here. Don't miss out on that. Uh, it's time to close off here, Rod. And this has been a great conversation. Here's, I want to do kind of a quick, kind of quick five second answers. There's like two or three that I have here, maybe four or five that I have here. And if you'd like to pass, you can pass. Are you ready for this real quick, Rodney? Let's do it. All right. First, what makes you laugh? Oh, man. Uh, we we have the funny – our kids, we, we're on a group. We do this little group thing. You know those reel, uh -huh. the reels, you know, like on Instagram? There are some uh -huh. things that are so stinking funny and we will just yeah. laugh and then we'll get, you know, we'll send each other those things. So we like to just have fun, you know, crazy little stuff like that, that we enjoy doing. I love watching funny movies, you know, dumb and dumber, those type shows. So nothing like a good uh -huh. gym uh -huh. like <laughs> movie. <laughs> okay. Hobby. What do you do to have fun? Oh man. I love to work out. Uh, exercise. I was, at, I was on the stairmaster this morning. I uh, love to play tennis. Love to be outside. Love to love to be around the beach, the water. That's that's my jam. Cool. Any hidden talents that people don't know about you? Well, I don't know if people are. Some are watching this. Some are listening to it. If you're watching it, you know I've always been known for this trick right here. When I walk around and I do that with the kids, it's a children's ministry. 
I can get a captive audience real quick. So yeah, that's the, uh, the that's the magic of the of the finger that looks like you're like you're pulling it off. Yes, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and then and then last 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 thing, what encourages you right now about about church and leaders? What what's encouraging to you? What's encouraging to me right now is coming out of COVID. Man, we we get a blue sky opportunity you know, to reinvent, mm. to reimagine, to recreate, to redo, you know, whatever RE you want to put in there. You know, it's a season of, man, as an entrepreneur, creative, outside the box, innovator. I mean, this is this this is the ultimate time to be alive. And I'm excited for the next generation too. So God's up to something and uh, he's preparing us, positioning us, getting us ready. And so uh, I'm, I'm pumped. So good. Uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap things up here. If you had just a little, a little final nugget to leave on every, on all the leaders hearts right now, as we close off, what would it be, Rodney? I would encourage no matter who you are without question, my heart is the family. So goes the family, so goes everything else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you're, you know, a single parent, whether you're a blended family, uh, single again, you know, whether, you know, you're, you're just starting out, you know, as a couple or as a young family, whatever you do, bring God into your family life and into those most important relationships. If you could sow your time and sow your energy into one area, don't forsake your family. Don't forsake your marriage. So goes the family. So goes everything else. When so good. Word. Yeah, words of wisdom from Pastor Rodney Gage. Pastor Rodney, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, the whole Avail team, uh, we just want to say we're thankful for your life. We honor you and we bless what the Lord is doing in you and through you. Thank you, Virgil. Likewise, blessings to you and your precious family and your amazing ministry. And we thank the world of you and the whole entire Avail team. So it was an honor to be a part of, of this awesome podcast. Thank you, sir. Hey, everybody, I hope you've been encouraged. This is the Double Win new book by Pastor Rodney Gage. This is a must-get for your leadership and family and life resources. The Double Win. Remember, thewinningfamily.com is a place where you can find more of those resources with Rodney Gage. Uh, love having you here, everybody, and can't wait to see you next time right here on The Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast. We hope you've been equipped by this conversation with Rodney Gage. Remember, you can connect with Rodney on social media and at thewinningfamily.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast. <laughs>